coming up next on Chamber Amplified. Think about reservations. Um, think about fun things that you can do to market your business to these individuals that are visiting our community. Um, last time, the glasses were a really big mm -hmm. thing for safety of your vision. Um, fun little things like that that the Visitors Bureau will definitely look into um, to promote our community to these visitors. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Finlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we examine issues impacting the local business community, taking a look at things like inflation, employee recruitment and retention, marketing, IT issues, really anything that impacts your business, that's a topic we want to cover here. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. And each week, we also talk to a long-tenured Chamber of Commerce member to learn more about how they got started, the twists and turns along the way, and some of the lessons they learned as well. So today, we're looking into the future, sort of, looking ahead to April 8th of 2024. That's when there's going to be a complete solar eclipse. And while that's certainly a ways away, we're starting to prepare for it now in Finlay. Why? Well, Alyssa Preston of the Convention and Visitors Bureau will join us to talk about why it's important to plan for the event now. We're also joined by Mike Holman of WFIN, WKXA, and 106.3 The Fox. They've been chamber members now for more than three decades. So we're taking a trip down memory lane for the three stations, plus talking about what makes radio relevant in 2022 and why people have an emotional connection to their favorite stations. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, rate and review the show. It certainly helps spread the word. Love those five-star reviews there on Apple. Now let's get into it. And welcoming on to the podcast for her first appearance, Alyssa Preston, the director of the Convention and Visitors Bureau, part of the Findlay-Hancock County Alliance. Alyssa, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Doug. All right, so we're going to talk about something in the distant future, but something that uh, we need to be talking about now, actually, from a tourism standpoint in Findlay and Hancock County, and that being the solar eclipse of April 8th, 2024. So why are we talking about this already? It's a big, big event that's going to be happening. Um, we've actually had it in the back of our minds since the last solar eclipse a few years back when we had a little bit of a view here in Finley and Hancock County. But as we've talked to other um, cities and visitors bureaus that were in the path of totality, it's definitely something all of us want to have in the forefront as we're planning for the next couple of years. Well, let's, I guess we'll start there. That path of totality is the big thing. And a lot of uh, people who want to observe this and everything, that's where they want to be. And we are pretty much directly in that line here in Finlay. I think Dunkirk is right on the line. So we're not too far off of that. But that means a lot of people coming into the area for event and not just that day. Correct. So April 8th of 2024, we have looked at a calendar. It is a Monday. <laughs> Um, so we do assume that we will have visitors here that weekend um, leading up to uh, April 8th, um, getting prepared um, from what we understand. Our hoteliers um, start their bookings 365 days out. So next April, they will have bookings and be able to give us a good feel for what that capacity is going to be in hotel stays. Um, but this is a big outdoor event, obviously. So mm -hmm. Um, we'll have campers, campgrounds, um, from what other communities have told us, farmland. Um, if uh, our friends out in the county are interested in plotting off some of their land, folks will set up little um, areas just to be in that total, the line of totality. 
That's uh, impressive, but also a, a big undertaking. And I think you've already been in on the, the meetings this as well. This isn't just something that businesses are preparing for. This is something that communities are preparing for from an infrastructure standpoint. There's a lot going on with this. Absolutely. So city and county have already been meeting um, from a safety and security standpoint. Um, just like when we have fireworks, you see mm -hmm. people pulling over on the side of the road that they want to stop and see it. Um, that is the assumption and prediction that we will have I-75 will be um, a bottleneck area, our local streets of people that aren't listening to this podcast today and don't know that this is going to happen in 2024, that they're not prepared uh, for what would be happening. But um, all of those moving parts and pieces just to um, come through prepared and um, a good experience for all those involved. So if... I'm a business and I want to get in on this action. And this is definitely something that I think if you do retail or restaurant or anything like that, you probably are planning something for it. There are probably things you want to start planning for right now already to make sure that you have the things that you need that day. Absolutely. So as we communicate with all of our partners for large visitor events, we will do that in the months leading up. But think about reservations, um, think about fun things that you can do to market your business to these individuals that are visiting our community. Um, last time, the glasses were a really big mm -hmm. thing for safety of your vision. Um, fun little things like that, that the Visitors Bureau will definitely look into um, to promote our community to these visitors. But um, like I said, a year out next April, we'll really start hitting this a little harder to talk about and make sure that we have everyone prepared, grocery stores, gas stations, uh, the full gamut that we're ready. Yeah, the glasses, especially if you're planning on doing something, you that might be the one thing right now that you try and order, because if you tried to order them even a month or two ahead of time with the one in 2017, you couldn't get them. So. Correct. I would stock up now on those. Even if you're not a business, you just want them for your family. Get those Absolutely. now. Absolutely. That type of thing. But uh, we, we did talk a little bit about it. And I, I think that obviously the planning will, will continue on this. But it's not just April 8th. It's people coming in maybe that weekend, things like that, that this is a really good showcase for Findlay and Hancock County, or at least a very good opportunity for a showcase. Yes. And it's, uh, like you said, all of Hancock County are small um, shops and restaurants. We want to promote those that people get a good feel for the great community that we have here. Um, so promoting those things, uh, making sure those establishments are aware and that they're staffed and ready for the influx of visitors for sure. So if there are businesses that uh, are interested in what this process looks like, uh, maybe they want to get in on it or at least uh, be notified of what's happening, what's the best way to be in touch with uh, the CVB? Certainly get in touch with us, um, info at visitfinley.com. If you want to shoot us an email just to get on a list, um, like I said, next year we'll really start pushing this into motion. There will probably be some planning meetings, a lot of emails that are sent around, uh, really using our hotel partners as a predictor of what the effect will be on the community as reservations start coming in uh, with those visitors. But like I said, that whole weekend before, a great opportunity um, for small events and gathering points for mm -hmm. um, both our community and visitors. So we'll be looking into that uh, soon. Absolutely. So while we while we have you here, just talking about tourism in, in Finlay and Hancock County and just how has 2022 been as we enter the fourth quarter here? We're finally having a year that feels more like a normal year after a couple of crazy years. What has it looked like? 
Yeah. If our summer events are any indicator, we are back to full force. <laughs> so um, Balloon Fest, Oktoberfest um, that were just both happened and both great visitor signature events in our community. Very well attended. Um, great sponsorships from our community. So you see all portions of the event planning bouncing back. Going into fall, we feel that that's busier than ever in our community. Um, a lot of great fall events happening downtown and throughout Hancock County. And then this morning I was in a planning meeting for Christmas and the Christmas <laughs> lighting that will be happening. We haven't even hit Halloween yet, but uh, we know Finley embraces Halloween. So Halloween parade, trick or treat, uh, a lot of fun things coming up in the next 60 to 90 days. Nope. Most definitely. Uh, it's It's been great to see things bounce back the way they have. If people are thinking about starting some sort of event or anything like that, uh, you guys have a lot of good resources for people to get take those first steps. What 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 do you have available? How can they, and you've kind of talked about how they can get in touch with you, but what, what's yeah. available for people? Yeah, we have um, a lot of resources, whether that's putting your event on our community calendar um, just contacting us to let us know what's happening. We have a lot of event supplies that we can put out into the community, tents, crowd barriers, cash boxes, those type of things, all those free things. Um, and then we have a really great grant program, um, and that's to assist with new events, um, enhancing events, and then the marketing of those events. So a robust um, offering there. We're really excited um, to add some new things into that grant program in 2023. Uh, that's typically um, put out the first part of December. So look for some neat things coming for 2023. But like you said, Doug, um, contact us. Make sure you visit our website, visitfinley.com. If you're just looking for things to do um, on the weekend, follow our social media, mm -hmm. visit Finley. We also um, have the downtown Finley social media that you can follow and find out all the great things that are happening. All great resources. Alyssa, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Well, we should talk again as we get closer <laughs> to 2024. Um, as I was looking at some things, uh, this won't happen again until 2045. So I think this is our last opportunity, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Our, all our right. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's let's knock this one out of the park, That's folks, right. and, and, and really enjoy this. Alyssa, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks again to Alyssa for joining us. And I'm 100% serious. Order those Eclipse glasses now. There's really not a chance that you're going to be able to get them in the weeks leading up to the Eclipse. That's even if supply chains are back at full strength in 2024. One quick chamber note to run by you right now. I've been talking about this the last few weeks and probably will do it for a couple of more. This is the time of year where you might be evaluating your insurance plan as a business. And if you're a Chamber of Commerce member, you could be eligible for our Chamber Saver plan through Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. Even if you're a sole proprietor, there's a plan available for you and you can get a solid negotiated rate as part of a large group of Chamber of Commerce members from around the state. Let me know if you'd like more information on that. I'll get you started on that process. Now, let's get back into the show. Joined now on Chamber Amplified by Mike Holman of WFIN, WKXA, and 106.3 The Fox. Mike, good to see you. Great to see you, Doug. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Good. Uh, we'll talk a little radio here. We've, yeah. I think we know a little bit about that subject. I think we do. I think <laughs> we, we can, can talk we can, about it a little bit. We'll wing it here. So let's talk yeah. <laughs> a little bit about the history uh, in, of, of radio here in Finley. Certainly, WFIN is, is the long-term stalwart um, uh, in town, but WFIN, WKXA, and 106.3, the Fox, it's, it's hard to believe that the Fox has been a part of the radio family there for as long as it has been now. So there's a lot of history there. 
Right, for sure. It, it just looking at the Fox and, and talking about it, we're celebrating coming up here. I believe it's 13 or 14 years. I didn't yeah. do a, exactly dial into it exactly, but um, uh, that station, a license out of uh, Pandora, Putnam County. And um, that's why a good part of that is you hear uh, the former voice of the Titans, uh, OG <laughs> football and basketball, uh, which uh, is near and dear to our hearts. And, uh, it's, you know, Titan fans, they just, they love, they love their Titans and uh, we carry their sports, um, classic rock, uh, you know, the kahuna in the mornings, the big kahuna does a great job, but just, uh, yeah, just another, uh, part of our uh, mix of our radio stations and, uh, just a, a great station that we've now had for uh, 13, 14 years now. So, and of course, WKXA has been going strong for several years. It's been a country station for about the last decade now. That's also hard to believe that it's been 10 years of that. Uh, I guess the years just all start running together. Exactly, exactly. That station goes back. A lot of folks will remember the old WHMQ call letters. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and, and a few formats ago, but um, that's, that's where that station uh, originated from. And uh, I think back to I grew up in, in over in Boston and I remember uh, hearing HMQ and the, the, the sweet tones of uh, uh, Tom Sheldon uh, doing the news <laughs> on, on HMQ and of course FIN and uh, but just going back. But uh, yeah, uh, KXA strong, strong for the community, a very strong signal uh, reaching out contiguous counties. And uh, we, we uh, have uh, sponsors from all over outside of those contiguous counties as well. So that's uh, a very strong part of our arsenal. And then WFIN, our Heritage AM uh, local uh, radio station, um, started on the air. There's a great little uh, history tidbit here, Doug. That radio station was slotted to go on the air December 7th, 1941. So day of Pearl Harbor attack. And uh, it was that uh, that start was delayed, pushed back a week later. So it went on the air uh, on, the, on the 14th of, uh, of, of December of 41. Wow. So. Uh, just a little little tidbit there of uh, of when that went on the air. So, so radio has always been near and dear to my heart, as it has been to yours. Why is radio important to a community? Why do people connect with the radio the way they do? You know, Doug, especially this day and age, anybody can go anywhere and get their favorite Elton John song to go get their favorite Toby Keith song. People can go get money, or, mm-hmm. excuse me, their music anywhere. Um what we have to do and why people come to us is that local flavor. It's what uh, you've heard the term and I'm going to use it again, is that it's what we do in between the records. So whether it's news, whether it's sports, whether it's what's going on locally, um, presenting a local Finley Trojans ball game or a Blanchard Valley conference game or an OG game. Um, that's what we give. And, and if, if we would get away from that local flavor, um, we wouldn't exist and we have to give back to our community. We have to put programming together. We have to put news together. We have to put everything that we put together, whether it's a promotion, you name it, we've got to give people a reason to listen. Number one, Mm -hmm. number two, it's, uh, it gives our advertisers, our sponsors, a return on their investment in us. So that's just, that's the, how it works. You mentioned that and it's, it's, it's an emotional connection that people have too. And it's, uh, I think we've both felt it. And when you talk to people, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know what makes it so intimate 
but I know that it, it exists. And I think that's been something that's always been so unique to radio. I can think about the people that I listened to when I was a teenager growing up and really started getting interested. I can still name them now. Mojo on Z93 down in Dayton. Sure. Listening to, to him uh, be a terror on the radio every night. Where I thought, man, that sounds like a fun job. Yeah. I, I don't think people connect with other forms of media that same way. Uh, I, you, the, the saying is we have uh, faces for radio or that type of <laughs> you always wonder what that jock looks like. Yeah. You know, I grew up uh, again, growing up, I grew up listening to C CKLW and, you know, the, the Ted, the bear Williams, uh, all those, those great jocks, Johnny Williams, uh, all the different ones that were uh, Byron McGregor's news, 2020 news. You always wondered what those guys looks like, looked like you couldn't just go in and Google them up back then, but that was part of it. <laughs> But they just gave us reasons to listen. You, they, you know, you invited them into your whether it was in your car, you invited them into your room, getting ready in the morning with a radio on, or eating breakfast, um, driving in your car. It's just they become a part of your 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 family, your friendship, and um, yeah, it's it's there's just that connection. You mentioned uh, the sporting events that you guys do, and I, I, this kind of is part and parcel with the connection people have, but also very important for broadcast now to have those live events. Uh, how, I mean, obviously with the, with bringing Blanchard Valley sports onto WKXA a few years ago, all three stations have a package of sports. How, how important is that for radio going forward? Very much important, Doug. Um, not only the, with the, uh, implementation of streaming sports where people can, you know, when I grew up, I'm a little bit older than you, but, you know, <laughs> transistor, transistor radios, when I was a kid, you take them anywhere. This thing now, this phone thing uh, is now uh, your transistor radio. So to be able to uh, take that, listen to a game, whether it's uh, be able to stream it, Doug, we get so many emails or the guys hear the stories of grandma and grandpa down in Florida that are retired to hear uh, Johnny or Susie's game or mm -hmm. those types of things. They're really heartwarming to know, but um, that's part of that local flavor. It's, it's people want to know what's going on sports in this area. Um, I'm very proud to say are, are King on a, on a Friday night or a Saturday night, people like to attend games or know what's going on with their local teams. And we like to, we like to be a part of that and deliver those games and uh, our sponsors like being a part of it because they see a return on their investment of of uh, being a part of those broadcasts. So it's just um, I don't know. There's just nothing like a, a Friday night in the fall. I'm a, I'm a football freak. Yeah. I love basketball, too. But just connecting in and checking on your local team. And it's it's a huge part of what we do. Yeah, I'll be honest. I still feel a little awkward when I'm at a football game on a Friday and I'm just there as a spectator. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. The radio stations are all part of that flavor. And I, you watch Friday Night Lights. I don't know if you've watched it. I've always talked about it being my favorite show. But like one of my favorite things is like the play-by-play -play people, the fake play-by-play -play people they have yeah. for the football games. And they're just like, oh, everybody's tuned into this guy. I don't know. It just resonates. One thing that we, we like to talk about on the podcast is the different challenges that businesses face. And I think radio is unique in that it's faced several challenges over the year. And every time people want to write it off, it reinvents itself. But what are sure. some of the biggest challenges that, that you've faced as the radio, with the radio stations here locally? Um, part of that is um, the economy's been tough. You know, a lot of businesses, so how we battle with the economy, um, that's always a challenge. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, make, making our product relevant and again, 
um, with sponsors, they, they want to advertise, does their budgets allow it when they're having mm-hmm. experiencing tough economies? So uh, that's one of the areas, but uh, we, we've been able to help a lot of businesses um, uh, survive through these tough times. And um, it's just the partnerships that really help. Um, I think another part of that is regulation, regulation, and more regulation. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, the FCC know, is fun to deal with. Well, there's just, yeah, there's just so many, you know, the, the, the fees that we have to pay for uh, our broadcasts, for uh, licensing fees, for music, uh, those types of things, they continue to go up. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a market our size, that's those, those, uh, those rates continue to go up and um, it's, uh, it, it becomes a challenge. So it's, it's regulation. Yeah. I don't think people realize just the fees that go associated. And then it's not the same fees to stream them. It's an entirely different licensing right. service. Uh, it's quite yeah. the racket they have going on there. Uh, their, their hands are in our pockets pretty well. <laughs> so we just, yeah, we have to, we have to off, offset those costs. And again, it's, it's about putting out a good product. So yeah. our advertisers get a return and, and, and everybody's happy. So that's what it's all about. So people are always curious about what the future looks like, no matter what the industry, what does the future for radio look like? Well, again, I think to stay relevant, you got to stay local. You have to stay local. Give your communities what they want. Um, again, you don't want to become a jukebox. If we're just mm-hmm. going out there and just playing the, the same old songs and not doing, giving that information, giving the programming that people need, that they want, we, we got to be able to let folks know if, they're, if, uh, if their kids can get on the bus in the morning where there's a, a school delay or a closing. Um, what's, uh, if there's, um, you know, bad weather, uh, you know, seek shelter in your basement. We've got to, we've got to stick to all those things and, and be relevant and, and carry programming and the warnings and, and all of that. So people know, and, and again, hopefully they, they, they look at us as that, that family friend too, from, from a programming standpoint. Most definitely. I, I think when you look at the, the corporatization of radio, even when it was happening in the, in the nineties and the two thousand, I never thought that a lot of the, the, large conglomerates would do away with all the local morning shows that they have. You guys run three live local morning shows each and every day. Um, and that just goes back to what you're saying. And it's, it's nice to see that that is still something that, that people are committed to. Exactly. Well, anytime that you can invite in uh, a mayor Mern, um, mm-hmm. uh, anybody from the chamber of commerce, um, you know, the, the movers and shakers, uh, the newsmakers, folks from the hospital, anything that's going on in our community, and we can invite them in and have them talk about what's going on outside of our news. Again, that's that engagement. People want to know what's going on in their community, and, and we're able to do that. All right. So last question for you. This is an, an expansive question just because we're talking about three entities, but if people want to learn more about WFINWKXA or 106.3 The Fox, or perhaps even better, give it a listen, how can they do that? Well, uh, of course, on uh, WFIN, we're at 1330 and at 95.5, WKXA 100.5, and uh, 106 the Fox. And of course, we all we, we stream as well uh, on those websites. So we have uh, our web address, uh, WFIN.com, 106.3thefox.com, and WKXA.com. So you can get us uh, uh, over, the, over the air and over the stream as well. So probably exciting times on WFIN right now with the Guardians. And the Buckeyes. Oh, very much so. Guardians, Buckeyes. Uh, we've got Finley, uh, Finley High School football. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably going to be making it into the playoffs right now. Um, so it, it is an exciting time. And uh, I'm sure on, on the KXA side, 
Uh, we'll have some BBC teams qualify for the high school playoffs. So we've got that going on. So there's plenty. Unfortunately, OG's having a tough year this year. You just, you never hear of an OG team only having one victory. Uh, Coach Schreiner is going to, you know, he, he, he's not feeling too good about that. And by golly, he's, he's, he's a great guy and he's going to make sure that they uh, try to come out on top of these no. last two They'll be back. If I know anything is those times don't last very long in Titan country. So you, you can speak about yeah. that. Uh, well, just about anybody, Doug, and that, that is so true. But, and then we always look forward to their, their great, uh, their great uh, programs that they do in, in basketball over there too. But uh, yeah, no, we're, we're just, it's all about the community, Doug, and that's how we serve. And of course our partnership uh, with the chamber of commerce, we, we dearly appreciate, we value highly and, and just glad to be a part of it. Yeah, and you're going to be part of our small business awards videos next week. So uh, as this always, a great event. So. Uh, you you folks do a great job. Uh, we're uh, honored to be a part of it, and uh, yeah, just uh, really really appreciate the partnership. Now wait till you see the video before you uh, before you say you're honored That's to be true a part. Too. Of it. That's <laughs> true too. That's true too. Don't yeah. count your chickens before they're hatched. Yeah, the magic My- of editing. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and uh, talking to us about the radio stations. We appreciate it. Yep. Always a pleasure, Doug. Thanks so much. Thanks again to Mike for joining us. Obviously, radio near and dear to my heart. And I, of course, I enjoyed my eight plus years working at WFIN, WKXA and 106.3 The Fox before starting here at the Chamber. It's kind of one of the reasons why the Chamber was appealing to me, that connection to the community, much like that same connection that radio stations have as well. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you learned a little something about the local business community and hopefully a little something to help you run your business better. If you have any ideas for topics you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, just send me an email, djenkins at findlayhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on a website, you can also have every episode of Chamber Amplified delivered straight to your phone. Just search for us in your favorite podcast player. Again, the title of the podcast is Chamber Amplified. We've seen those subscription numbers going up, so keep going, everybody. Make sure you tell a friend about it, too. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.